I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. For the best championship, League One and League Two coverage, Achtung Millwall recommends the Football League paper. It's got it all covered. For the complete EFL picture, Get the Football League paper, £1.50 every Sunday, or visit theleaguepaper.com for a variety of digital subscriptions. The Football League paper. Be close to the passion. You're listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Accept no substitute. Oh, I just a sip of water. <laughs> you can include that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world-famous Actung Millwall. It is season eve, eve. That's right, season eve, eve. The new EFL championship season is upon us. And the good team here down at Actung Millwall are looking forward to another roller coaster ride with the Lions. Join me, of course, the daddy himself, the podfather, Mr. Nick Cott. Greetings, dear listeners, on Season's Eve, the 2021 season well, is Eve, upon Eve, us. Nick, it's, it's Eve, Eve, mate. Eve, Eve, Eve. Let's Eve. get it right. Nearly. It's, it's, it's Eve, Eve, you know. <laughs> I mean, are you all right, pal? Are you all right? Are you losing it a bit? Or are you, are you okay? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm rapidly approaching 60, so I think in it was the film, Logan's Run, that's when you're done for at the age of 60. <laughs> they, they, they disintegrate you, so maybe that's, that's what it is. <laughs> Need a hard reset, mate. Need a hard reset. Um, and another one of our intrepid journos, a writer extraordinaire, Ryan Loftus joins us as well. Uh, Ryan, how you doing, pal? You've been covering a lot of the Lionesses lately. Yeah, very well I am. Um, yeah, the Lioness has been going well. Pre- their season kicks off this weekend too. It's been, uh, you know, an interesting pre-season, a lot of hard games, but, uh, you know, new manager, a lot of new players. It's looking very, very promising for them to, you know, kick off this year and, and rise through the league. So that has been keeping me busy for the last few weeks. The shows you've been doing have been fantastic, Ryan. Cheers. Really good. Really, anyone, anyone that's not tuned in, well, well worth a listen. I think they've been very insightful. Great content, in my opinion. Yeah, jump on it via your regular podcast provider, Spotify, iTunes. We are we are everywhere. That is where we are. Uh, where we're not going to be is the Den on Saturday. Of course, Mill taking on Stoke behind closed doors still. And, of course, the government's um, new, new laws and new rules have kind of fucked it all up. I actually went to uh, Cambridge on Tuesday for the test event 
one of the pilot events. They played yeah. Fulham under ones in the Checker Lisa Van dot paint trophy, um, <laughs> and it was it was good. It was very very well organised, very very well run. It was very strange though to be back, you know, with fans. It was actually amazing just to hear the roar of a crowd when the teams came out. Even you know at the end of a warm up when sort of you know they're, they're doing those last minute shooting drills and they're going applaud and end and and it was absolutely fantastic to hear they had 862 and it sounded like 8620 the fans made a real racket and really got behind their teams I was actually supposed to be at Cambridge United on Saturday they're taking on Carlisle United and that was supposed to be a designated EFL event again two and a half thousand in at the Abbey Stadium but uh, it's being cancelled chaps when are we going to see the den again Wow, there's a question, Aaron. Um, I'm not sure there's anyone's in a position to answer that. I mean, obviously, the the original idea was that it was going to be after October the 1st. I think the first home game was on the 20th of October versus Luton, Ryan, I think. Was that a midweek game against Luton, I believe? Um, And that was going to be with the reduced 6,000, just under 6,000 capacity for the den. Um, And the, the usual precautions, as you or what become the usual precautions as you go into any venue. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the government rules are so confused and they are so um, hard to fathom, the places you are allowed to go, the places you're not allowed to go. And I'm making no particular political point here, but they are just genuinely confusing. I don't know, you know, um, groups of six can sit in a pub together, I guess, can they? I don't know. Um, The whole thing seems very, very ill thought through, but um, professional sport, I I think, and you know, it goes beyond football, uh, goes into all professional sport, is looking down the the, the barrel. Um, I I can't see us being allowed in 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 any short... um, you know, short term, everything I've read seems to be preparing the public for a winter of uh, restrictions of this kind, whatever your views on that, the rights and wrongs of that are, it's going to hit sport generally, it's going to hit football hard, and I can't see how it can function below the the top televised Premier League and then, then to an extent the Championship. I can't see how Leagues 1 and 2 can adequately function on, on next to nothing as, as they have been. I don't know how you see it, Ryan. Yeah, I completely agree, Nick. I think as as much as a blow as it is for the fans who obviously want to get back to the stadium and it is such an important thing, you know, it is a, a fluid change in situation where, you know, spikes happen, places close down, you know, Bolton um, went into a, a bit of a lockdown the last few days. So it it is up in the air. It is hard to give that fixed date, like you were saying, but the real concern is going into the season now blind, especially the clubs in League One and League Two. There'll be plenty in the Championship as well. You look at Wickham, you know, Millwall would even be affected by it um, if it goes on too long. But not having really any inkling when fans are going to be allowed back is really going to, you know, cause a lot of teams to to feel the pinch quite quickly. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Interesting times, strange times. Uh, still ahead. Ahead, we thought we were out of it, but we uh, it seems like we're really not. Um, few players uh, we're going to be talking about. Lee Gregory returns to the den, um, as does Alex Aldridge. Although I'm sure the cameras won't be on in. Um, Gregory's failed to sort of light things up at Stoke City. I mean, he's been playing in a poor team that's shifted from a back four to a back three, and now they're well back to a back four, and then now they're settled. Uh, as a back three, got six goals for Stoke last season, looked pretty ineffective in a lot of his games. Um, is he missed in this middle lineup? Not for me. Not for me. I think his 
his work rate was always commendable. I think, and realistically, looking back over the last season that he had with us, his his work rate um, I think became a bit of a legend rather than um, anything based on fact. I think he he kind of dropped it a bit. He as much as he's a fan favourite and I think his story of coming up from non-league having a really difficult season then really lighting it up in League One you know he'll be remembered and loved for the the 20 goal season his partnership with Steve Morrison but as a finisher I mean he's not improved at Stoke in terms of his finishing we've all seen last season plenty of howlers plenty of shockers missing and you know they've brought in Stephen Fletcher this year they've still got Sam Vokes on the book I think they've got five strikers in the squad He's clearly not necessarily impressing um, as O'Neill, who's up there now. So, and he, he's you know he's over thirty. He's pushing on. I could I could imagine this is probably the, the decline of Lee Gregory, which is a shame. But you know he joined the league late, so he didn't have long in him. Yeah, I mean decline comes to comes to us all, comes to the footballer earlier than other people in life, but it, it comes whether you like it or not. Old father time is the ultimate um, winner. And I, I agree with Ryan. I mean, I, I, I did a, a, a call earlier on with a, a chap from Radio Stoke doing like a preview thing. And they asked me what difference has Gary Rowett made to Neil as against obviously the old regime of, of Neil Harris. And I, it made me think for a moment, what, what is the difference? And I, I think, and I'm interested to hear what you two think, I think Gary Rowe has raised our sights as what kind of club, what kind of football we can be. Because um, I think under Neil Harris, and this is probably represented by, by poor old Lee Gregory in a sense, under Neil Harris, we always had a slight sense that we're outperforming a League One um, an outperforming League One club, a, a squad that was playing outside of its skin slightly and, and surviving against all odds in, in the championship. And I, I mean, my, my view to the, to the guy from Stoke Radio was that we are now looking upwards. We actually see ourselves as being a club that can think quite, um, you know, quite, quite justifiably as being in the top 10, top six even. Um, I've never known a season, can't think of a season that following Millwall where we've not approached it with a, an ever such a slight sense of survival being a really good outcome for us. So I think he's actually raised our sights, Rauer. And I think, to answer your question about Lee Gregory, I think our sights have probably moved on from the players like Lee Gregory, who are willing workhorses, but they do miss a lot of chances. <laughs> uh, you know, the quality of our squad now is, um, I don't know that he would find a place within it. I, I don't think he'd, he'd hold down a spot in, 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 this, in this side. I mean, Even with depth, Nick. I mean, I'm, I, I look at that Mill squad, and obviously, you know, you look at some of the the squads in the championship, Stoke have a lot of players, Watford have a lot of players, a lot of squads are building these sort of like massive super squads. Mill will have a very, very small squad. If you look at the actual um, pool of first team players, do you think that he wouldn't make it even for just depth, pure depth? Uh, maybe, but if it's depth we're going for, and I mean, you have to take these um, transfer websites with a pinch of salt, obviously. But the depth that we seem to be going for, or considering, or rumouring around, whatever the word may be, is is not Lee Gregory. And 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 uh, rightly or wrongly, I think that we seem to be now looking more for loans from the top flight. And I mean, Parrot being the the archetypal example of it. The talk of us looking at a Liverpool um, defender, uh, one from Manchester United potentially. Whether that's all pie in the sky, I don't know. Could well be. But it's interesting that these are the kinds of levels that we're looking at now rather than the the you know the 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 elect the ex-electricians who've made it from the non-league and, and hats off to him for the career that he's built. But I just think 
this sounds a bit poncy. I'm aware that I'm sounding a bit like a Brentford fan here, boys, aren't I? I'm sounding a little bit like we, we're at a level now where we, we can hold our heads up. But it's, it's refreshing to be able to talk like this because I do think our sights have been raised and that's come since the arrival of Gary Rower. How do you see it, Ryan? Do you see it the same? Or? Well, yeah, I think, I think that point of depth is, uh, is, is an interesting one and it's, it gets Millwall fans, I think, caught between a rock and a hard place, really, where... I agree with you fully, Nick, about Rowett has kind of upped our sights and upped what we're looking for in terms of the sort we're not, we obviously, we, we like to see ourselves as the underdogs, but yeah. we're underdogs with a, a certain degree of confidence now in terms of we're, we're under, it's not our passion and the running and the, the, the hard work that will get us there. It's that tactical now, you know, with that back five on the road. That's, it's not the fact that we're going to outwork that opposition when Rowett was getting those wins. It's the fact that we're set up that we know that we can defend and we can nick a goal. That's not, you know, that's not about us giving it our all and working hard for it. That's, we are smarter than you and we have the players to execute a plan. Yeah. And that's where it changes. I think it's hard for Millwall because, especially in these times, as we, as, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning, money is tight everywhere. Millwall have still one of the smallest budgets in the league. And for a side that, for where we are, aiming to be in the league this year, where we finished last year, we have to constantly bear in mind that we cannot afford to have the deepest squad. We cannot afford to stockpile players. Obviously, Lee Gregory left in the, at the end of the day because he wanted more money than Millwall could pay him and thought he was worth paying to be one of four options. You know, you could say he's pretty much, you swap him with John Daddy Wildvarsen, gets you two goals a season and he works when he, run, and he gets on the pitch and runs around. They're probably the same sort of player. Obviously, there's more of an affiliation there with Gregory. Yeah, but for the time being, I think I'm, I'm interested and I'm excited by Rowett. Like you say, Nick, he's brought us up to that level. But if Millwall have to look internally to get that depth, you know, he's talked about Tyler Burry coming on, Junior Tiensa, obviously Billy Mitchell. You know, he's injured now, but when he comes back, I'm sure he'll get gain a lot more trust. Hayden Muller, you know, 18 year old kind of coming out of nowhere, not even had the under 23s football or much of it, but he's he's in and around the squad. Obviously, we're going to talk about the goalkeeping situation later, but you've got two young keepers there who may have to play a part at some point. I think Harris, towards the end especially, got afraid of playing young players, which is, in championships, really hard to do, to blood youngsters in the championship. We all saw it under Holloway towards the end. When we went down to League One, we were able to do it. But it's really hard to do. So I think Rowett maybe is a bit more confident in himself than Harris was. Obviously, he's a more mature manager, had a bit more experience. So he feels like he can lean on, you know, some experienced players and risk the younger players. Not all the time, but I feel like this season we might see it a bit more. But I think that's where we're all going to have to get their depth. We're going to have to put a bit of faith in youth because we can't afford to have two players on big wages on the bench. And, and I think that is the transition that we're going to see. And I think if that works for Millwall, it's really exciting. If you have two or three or four youth players this year who even play between them 20 games off the bench, you know, if they have five games each and if one of them gets a goal, if Burry comes on for a game and gets a winning goal, Millwall fans will love that, whether or not they're in the stadium. And hopefully by the time we're in the stadium, those guys will be getting some minutes and exciting us. I think that's the best position that Millwall can put themselves in now rather than stretching themselves. Yeah, I mean, I think the youth development side, it was Barney Roney, I think, described South London as like the Barcelona, the the, um, the generating talent, you know, an area that generates talent like mm, the Barcelona. Green Catalonia. Does. That's it. And, I, you know, we've obviously let some go. Um, I, I saw um, Eddie, I don't know how you pronounce his name, Unkentier from, from Arsenal. Unkentier, yeah. 
from Lewisham. Um, obviously, there's Etsay at QPR, who's another local boy that was playing for the Lions, and we've let him go for whatever reason. You know, we, we, everyone's got tales of, of talented boys that have been through or near us and, and haven't chosen us. And it'd be wonderful to start to see us actually tapping into some of the evident talent that lies all around our ground and, and, and our area. And, and, you know, Ryan's name-checked a couple of players there that you'd love. I mean, nothing Mill fans love more and see one of their own come through. Look at Ben Thompson. Mm. Look at, you know, yeah. um, look at Billy Mitchell. Um, that's that's the holy grail of Millwall. So it'd be wonderful if that does come to pass. We we will see. And on that, Nick, I just one thing. Sorry, Aaron. One thing that's interesting, I think, where obviously you have older players in the squad who you know can be mentors for these young players. You've got the likes of Williams, maybe, and Leonard, who are a bit more mature, who can show Billy Mitchell the ropes. Obviously, I think Ryan Woods is going to be a big influence on him. But especially over the last couple of seasons, and we saw it with Jacket a bit to a different extent using the loan market. I think last year having Malumbi in um, and this year having Parrot in, those Premier League youngsters who have that drive and they have obviously that quality above where they're looking to make their name because they want to go on to the biggest things, they are actually big inspirations for the youngsters in Millwall's academy. You know, Absolutely. you talk about Eddie and yeah. Ketia and, and obviously that's yes, a different situation, but the, the area that Millwall are in for youth players is so competitive and with the, the enhanced player performance plan that's in place now, Premier League teams can just pick off basically up to 16, 17, anyone they want for nominal fees. So for Millwall, it's hard to retain those players who are phenomenal. Like Man City last year, I think, paid us 1.5 million in compensation for a 14-year-old winger. So we've got to get the players through to the first team squad is is difficult to blood them in. But having those other youngsters, Troy Parrott and obviously last year, Jason Malumbi, I, I, I imagine if you ask Billy Mitchell, he would have said he learned a load off of the likes of Williams and Leonard, but he would have learned so much from Jason Lumby because he is at a similar stage in his career and he is showing him how to get into a team, how to train and how to carry yourself at a young age to take that next step. And I think the likes of those young players, and if Millwall can become not necessarily a hotbed to the extent that, say, Swansea are, but if we can become a club where Premier League teams know that they can send one or two players and they will get minutes and get a chance to play, our young players will that they'll step up because, you know, people have that fear of developing other people's players. But our youngsters will go, hang on, why should you look out to loan? If you're going to look at an 18-year-old in the team, play me. Don't go to the Premier League and loan someone. I want to be in that squad. So I think that attitude and that culture that it will drive of trusting in young players can be a real positive for Millwall going forward. Great. I mean, I think it's a big season for the likes of Ben Thompson. You know, Nick, I've got a bit of a love in with him. I think on his day, he is the best 10 in, in the championship. He's he's a very, very creative footballer. Um, and and I, I really just, I really want to see him do well. Uh, only played, I think, 22 championship games last season. He's got, you know, that that's, that's under half uh, of the games out there. Had problems with injury. But, you know, if he can feed someone like Troy Parrott, um, you know, Millwall could be successful. Is there room for another winger? Because we we looked at and we talked about Yuri Skalak and he's been sort of the butt of our jokes for a while. But um, he pulled out of the Palace game, uh, didn't play against Crawley, I don't believe. No, he didn't. Um, no. You know, it seems like Rowett's given him a chance. I wouldn't mind seeing Millwall take a chance to someone like Jordan Abita. You know, released by Reading, can play all the way up the left. Um, not quite a utility man, but someone who can offer a bit of depth and, and can maybe do something, can change something. Um, obviously, you know, Ryan's talked quite 
well about finance and stuff. Rauch used three out of his five loan berths. Is there room for another loanee? Is there room for a free transfer? I just, I, I really wonder if, if looking at someone like that is, is an option. Possibly. I mean, as I said earlier on, you never know how much credence to give these um, Football League world and transfer kind of um, websites on, online. But, you know, we do seem to be looking at players. I mean, that, there's a uh, Liverpool player, Nat Phillips. I believe he's a, a defender, mm. I believe. Um, yeah, since back. And, and a, a, a Man U player, uh, Aaron James Garner, who I think... Garner, the, yeah. The Rockford Files, as soon as I hear that, the word James Garner. <laughs> <clears throat> joke for the older listeners there. Um, midfielder. So, you know, it may well be that we're looking in that direction. I mean, on Saturday, we played Ryan Leonard as in a kind of a wider right position, and I thought we did okay. Um, the goal, which I didn't get to see in real time, but I've seen the replays on, on social media from there was a right-sided cross, which I presume was, was Leonard that, that put it into the into the box and really, really well put home by, by Scott Malone. Um, so, you know, um, we, we, we have, we have coverage, I suppose, in most of the big parts, parts of the, of the side, but I guess if you can bring in the youngsters of that kind at that level, like with Parrot, you know, well, yeah, we'd be mad not to, if we have mm. the chance to bring in real talent like that, I'd, 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 I'd say grab it with, with both hands if it's on, on offer, you know, yeah. Interestingly, I think I think the winger point is is a good one, Aaron. I think it as as well. You know, we've signed Mason Bennett, who was really promising, but you know that that injury question will hang over him. Like you say, Yuris Gallic pulled out again, and you know with you know his injury problems hampered him last couple seasons really. But that's before you take into account his lack of form that he's shown really. One position, you know, I think with the wing wingers, you've got okay, you've got Conor Mahoney, who I think everyone is expecting more from this year. Difficult yes, season last agree, year. Agree. But I think if he can get some form, I think Rowett wants him to be his first choice. But that's why he's brought in Bennett to really push him and challenge him. That's where the other side that would worry me, not worry me, but about the depth side is actually cover for Jed Wallace. Where you know yeah. we've seen it so many times. Where not even completely... cover Ryan, not even cover Ryan. Mm. Someone who can take the load off of him because no, sometimes 100%. towards you know what pre Christmas, wow. After Christmas, he tailed further and further and further mm. off, and he just looked knackered, absolutely yeah. knackered. He is prone to burnout, and I think we've seen it. I think every season, to be honest, with Jed Wallace, the one time we didn't really see it was during that um, kind of playoff push that we had in the first season back. And really, that was Ben Marshall coming on loan, who, like you say, took that burden off of him and kind of revived him and gave him a bit more freedom. I think that is maybe why we're seeing Tyler Burry come into it a bit more. You know, he plays the same position, right winger, similar style of player in terms of direct running, likes to get balls in the box. So maybe Rowett is banking on him to take a bit of the pressure off. But I know what you mean. And I think it does just come back to that question of squad depth that, can we necessarily afford to have another player? I think the problem Millwall had, especially this summer, is offloading the players we don't want was too hard to then replace them. I think there are a lot of players in the squad, say a lot, I'd say three or four players, who if you gave me the option to just give them away for free, I would probably do it. <laughs> name them, go on, name them, name well, them. So John Danny Bodvarsson, I would give up happily. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I don't think he's a hard worker or anything and maybe he has potential, but for me, we can do better. I think um, so. Yeah. Yuri Skalak is obviously another one and he's taken a big wage. For me at this point as well, maybe Tom Bradshaw, I could I could look to replace him. Um, 
Ryan Leonard is another one who has that versatility and maybe that's where he'll show his worth, filling in a right wing back, playing a centre mid, you know, but I think it has upgrading the squad, but it, it's it's a buyer's market and we're all looking to offload players and, you know, it's hard to offload players who aren't performing at the highest standard anyway. Yeah. So doing it in this market is next to impossible. So I think Joe, James Garner, who, you know, we might talk about later, who's been rumoured, necessarily Millwall looking at moment, would, would be a good signing. I think we still need that creative attacking midfielder that hopefully Ben Thompson will be but I also see Ben Thompson as getting the ball running I think we need someone who can play in the centre play some passes and play players in and um, like you know slide players in I think that would be that's somewhere we're missing in the squad in terms of a profile of player don't you think that Millwall lacking that out and out finisher and I know people are going to be sat there screaming Troy Parrott what worries me is knowing Spurs they won't sign a a striker Troy Parrott will fire 8-10 goals in pre-Christmas, they'll recall him and then you're back to square one. Yeah, that is a concern. But I think, hopefully the club haven't been that short, short-sighted, Aaron. But obviously when you're loaned for a Premier League side, I think that is very much the... That is very, and also, you know, like you say, even if he's not necessarily banging in the goals, an injury to Harry Kane and they're left yeah. very short. Hopefully, you know, the transfer window is open to what? Late October, beginning of October. Fifth. 5th of October. So beginning of October, you know, that we've still got just under a month to go. I think there's movement to be made in the transfer market, not necessarily from Millwall, but other clubs. So Spurs could still bring in a striker. I think it's an interesting market. I think Millwall have to keep their wits about them, I think, in terms of being a bit nimble in the transfer market and maybe having to bring in someone on a free or on a loan at short notice. Who And I'm sure Raul will have lists of players who they think they can go to. But that may have to come into play. I agree about the Troy PowerPoint. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Achtung, Mehlball. Hi everyone, it's Shannon Drew from Millwall Lionesses. I would just like to say a huge, huge thank you to Acton Millwall Podcast and all of its listeners for all of your outstanding support so far and letting us come on your show to discuss how our skills are doing. Let's win that league for you. 
performance last Saturday looked a lot more balanced. Um, obviously, we've now got Malone on the left, um, Leonard doing his utility man covering on the right side. No, no Marlon, but Leonard did a good job, I felt, on the right side. Mm. Um, and I, I, I thought, you know, even though we were leading with Matt Smith, and I know it was only Crawley, and I know that it's... Um, first round Carabao Cup and, you know, um, somewhere between a friendly and a, and a competitive game. But, you know, Crawley approached it in a, in a um, you know, they, they, they were coming at us full on. I thought we looked very balanced. Um, there was one brief period towards the end of the first half where we, we looked a little bit wobbly, and that, but that was more defensive concerns than anything midfield or, or forward line based. But that was sorted out. Um, as far as as far as um, finishing is concerned, I think you make a good point there, Aaron. And you know, a lot of hope is being invested in in Troy Parrott. But it was interesting that the old dependable, good old Matt Smith was um, on yeah. hand to to get the goals. I, you know, I think the service for Matt this season will be very different. And I think that you know we can we can make the most of him. Um, some will say he's a limited striker. I've seen him described in all sorts of ways online unfairly but I think that mm. give him the service he will get the goals what, what, what the thing is Nick it's funny you say that the signing of 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 um Scott Malone I think does two things Scott Malone can find a ball he can pick out a player in the box he's a good attacking fullback but it offers Shane Ferguson a different thing he doesn't have to rely on well he doesn't have to focus and worry about defending all the time obviously Murray Wallace is still available but you know Shane Ferguson doesn't have to sit there and go, yeah, I've trapped back, trapped back, because he knows Scott Malone's behind him if Rabbit opts to use that system. And, and you know, Shane Ferguson's an effective player. He's a workhorse. He's another one of them players who, who will do the job. I have to say I'm such a big fan of Scott Malone. I think he yeah. is an unbe- not an unbelievable sign. He's obviously just on loan and, you know, his contract will be up if we get, if he has a good season, we get him for free at the end of the year. That's phenomenal. I think the key word there really is what you said, Nick, about balance. I think last year, our squad, not our squad, but how we played, obviously, was quite unbalanced in terms of having to go down Romeo and Jed most of the time for that attacking thrust. Obviously, Mario Wallace got forward when he could, but, you know, as hardworking as he is and as, you know, he can he can muscle past a man, he's just not got that quality. And I think, you know, you, see, you saw Scott Malone's goal making that late run into the box. He loves doing that. And I think him and Romeo... As a as a tandem on each side of the pitch now makes Millwall, like say that much more balanced with threats from both sides, and I think he will actually make he people, fans will see a big impact from having him in the squad. And you know, Murray Wallace can now move into the centre. Um, Gary Rowett was saying that if Pierce got injured last season, we were screwed in terms of trying to play back five. Murray Wallace now can play in the back three as a centre back as he should be which he is, you know, his most comfortable position. We know he can still drop out if he needs to and go into left-back if there's injuries or suspensions or whatever. But for me, Scott Malone is such a shrewd piece of business and I really think, you know, he's got that Premier League experience now. He's a top-end championship fullback and the sort of player mm. that last season we were crying out for on so many occasions. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, a couple of players I've sort of like looked at and, and thought that would be good for Millwall. Um, if they're looking in midfield is Andy King, experienced campaigner, knows what he's doing. Uh, a regular sort of seven out of 10 player who will give you his best. Uh, another one is Omar Bogle, um, mm-hmm. who's who's mm-hmm. available on a free off card of City. Um, I can't see him dropping down out of the championship. Um, another one is Jackson Irvine. No, no sign yeah. of him getting a yeah. club from what I see. 
Um, and I think the fourth I was looking at, I well, who we talked about yesterday, Mendes Lang, um, released by Cardiff. Obviously, we don't know what's going on, and we what a strange really story, Aaron. Things, but um, yeah, Nick. I think it was. Was it you who picked it up? Was it Harry who picked it up in our? I saw it in our um, chat. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, the club statement, the Cardiff City club statement, is a one-line statement that uh, Mendes Lang. I can't think of his first name. Um, Nathaniel. Nathaniel uh, Mendes Lang has been released um, by Cardiff City. That's it, you know. And then there's endless amounts of speculation that we won't go into on here on online as to what the cause of that may be. But it's a very very strange story so close to the start of the season so clearly mm. there's something something cooking there yeah. who knows what that may be but I mean I was just thinking aloud to your point Ryan about more uh, Aaron about more more um, creativity on the right side I mean I think that that would um, give Jed um, some you know take the burden from him but also give him a bit of competition as well which is you always need competition in the side yeah. and I think we're seeing that a lot more around the, the squads um, perhaps only Jed is the only um, main main element where you probably can't think of any direct competition for him. So that would be yeah. an area where everyone needs to kick up the bum, don't they? And yeah. you know, I thought he looked quite quite perky. And he came on for the second half last Saturday. I thought he looked quite quite sharp. As did Ben Thompson, incidentally. Yeah. I know they both um, you know be rested, but they both look quite quite nippy. I really think that we'll see more action in the transfer market net from next week because players don't want to be sitting around you know it's it's a no. big mental health thing where players see football going on it's like me on a saturday you know i can't remember the last time i was, I was available on a saturday to work but you know, and I, and i didn't get a game you know the day i am i i feel shit you actually feel really shit you want to be out playing or watching or commentating or doing what you're doing because you are so sort of invested in this game that you have to be involved. And I think that players will sit there on a Saturday afternoon going, well, I'm asking for 15, if I ask for 10 or if I ask for eight or whatever, you know, maybe it'll work. Let's drop our demands and, and let's go from there. I, I'm really convinced by that. Yeah, I think I think especially as the window gets closer to closing yeah. and especially as that free signing kind of window drops off as well, players, and the longer they go without a club, players' wage demands will drop and drop and drop, which at the moment, you know, they still know they might be top priority or whatever, but I think, like you say, the longer they're out of it, the more they want it back. And I think, you know, Jackson Irvine, when you picked up there, Aaron, I think he'd be such a shrewd piece of business to pick up. Obviously, yeah. you know, captain, vice captain of Hull, before the owners kind of fell out with him and everyone else in the city of Hull um, and released him without a word. But I think he would be a really good signing, you know, um, Australian international, play attacking midfield, hard worker, but really versatile. Um, but I think I think more action is to come by people taking a punt. Because, you know, in the first couple of weeks, people will know, clubs will know their finance situation. They will know, have a clearer idea maybe of when fans are coming back and they might know they're able to stretch or, you know, find a bit of money here or there and bring in one or two extra. So although Raul is saying he's not looking, I wouldn't be surprised if right before that deadline, Mill will pick someone up on a free or on a loan or something. Um, it's interesting as well. Another player I want to sort of just cap off this whole little transfer a bit about is Marcus Madison. You know, a real nomadic player. Um, spent a couple of years at Peterborough, lit it up, but just, you know, is someone who's so argumentative and so 
Um, just a bit feisty, if you like. He's off the derby, it seems. He's off the derby. Oh, I think he'll do, he'll do quite well there. Um, a, club, a club that never really shies out of the limelight. But, you know, I thought he could have been one of those players that the Den could grow to, to sort of love, you know, because he is a bit of a, a, a dickhead, if you like. Um, I wonder, yeah. I wonder. I mean, I, you know, we were talking about Mendes Lang earlier on. I mean, I, I don't know that much about the boy, other than the fact he's got sacked with, with no you know, no pre-notice, which mm. in the world that I came from is never a good thing. That normally means you've done something so dramatic that um, sacking is all the only answer. But um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, Neil Harris used to put great store by this this phrase, the, a Millwall type of player, you know, the kind of um, the character of the player being as important, if not more important in some ways than the, the talent. I think we've turned that around a little bit, but I still think there's a, a strong desire and I include the likes of Mason Bennett, who had his troubles at, at Derby. But I still think Gary Rowett sets a good measure of store by the character of the player. I, I don't think we're just going to take any difficult person just because yeah. they know what to do with football. I think I think yeah. there is still a sense that they've got to be someone you can, um, I don't know, t- take to your mum's for for Sunday lunch or something. You know, it's, it, you've got to. There's got to be a little bit of that still. So. I mean, I don't know the, the 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 guy that you're talking about, particularly Aaron. But um, I think if they, if they have a difficult rep, I'm not sure we're 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 going to yeah. be quite as keen as some might think we would be. I think I think towards the end, maybe Harris got a bit um, lost in his own mythology about the, that Millwall sort of player. Because you know, with <laughs> with every signing, I don't know whether or not they were prompted to by the media team or not. But every signing always used to. Uh, you know, wax lyrical about this presentation and this conversation they had with him. And they yeah. said, you know, he completely won me over. He completely, oh, the, the vision that I got of the club of him. And, you know, maybe he is the best salesman pitching Millwood to people. And obviously that that personality and that attitude is important, but 90% of managers are looking for good attitude and, you know, the right personality to fit. And I think, there's something to say about Millwall's squad, like we mentioned, the, the, the small, the small nature of the squad. But there is, I think, more so than other places, a really, a really strong connection, a strong togetherness. I think Mason Bennett mentioned it when he was signing. Scott Malone mentioned that Bennett had told him about it, and Pierce had told him about it. Malumbi's obviously mentioned it to Parrot, and that yeah. is kind of that self-perpetuating attitude. And Rowett hasn't. You know, he's brought in players who aren't necessarily Millwall players, like you say, Bennett with a bit of a checkered pass, Woods, who is not the sort of player we would go for normally. He's brought these players in, but they're right, they're the right fits of the squad. And I think as long as you're and even with, you know, say the likes of Scalak, who might be a high earner who's not really doing anything, but he's not disrupting the squad. So I think Rowett does have a handle on that. And obviously you don't want to bring in someone who in the last four clubs has refused to play because they've not got a pay rise or something like that but most clubs aren't going to go for someone like that but I think Millwall have that that nice balance at the moment of the Millwall sort of player I think is shifting what that means you know we want better players maybe then because for me the Millwall sort of player might be a top end league one player and you know we need to go above that we need to bring in a better quality of player who still respects what playing for Millwall is if you get what I mean yeah, agree. I mean, we, we've never been afraid of talent, too. I and mean, I think sometimes the the idea of the Mule sort of player was 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 slightly elevated beyond the uh, beyond the other side of it. And, and talent yeah. is obviously in the end. That's that's what that's what gets you um, gets you higher up the table. But you know, if you look back over Mule history, we've we yes, it's a hard bitten working class 
club from Bermondsey, but we've never been afraid of talented players. Far from it. So, um, you know, I, I think that there's a there's a mythology is a good word actually. I like that word. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that phrase, uh, Ryan. I'm gonna you, you'll see it rewritten somewhere at some stage. I'm more than welcome. Gonna, gonna lift that. <laughs> The Achtung Millwall Yearbook is now available via the millwallsupportersclub.co.uk store. Visit the millwallsupportersclub.co.uk store and buy your copy of the Achtung Millwall Yearbook. Just £13 including postage and packing within the UK. It's 128 pages worth of Millwall news, views and opinion. It's a great Christmas present. Visit the millwallsupportersclub.co.uk store all profits will benefit Demelza, Evelina, and the Mill Community Trust Foods Delivery Service. There you go. Uh, let's look back at the game against Call. Oh, for fuck's sake! Can you hear our screen, Van? <laughs> Can you? No. He knows. What's he doing? What is he doing in September? He's I'll have a ninety-nine. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Where 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 my old man lives deep in in a little village called Hollyport, they um the ice cream van plays bubbles, West Ham bubbles, and I refuse to buy ice cream off him. <laughs> I'm just like, nah, mate. And you know what? Ha- Harry's going to be listening to this. I can tell Harry's nodding in agreement now. Going, yep, yeah, fucking right, Aaron. Fucking right. I know he's happy. Well, there you go, Harry. I don't buy ice cream off him. Um, this geezer just changed his chime as well. It used to be just one Cornetto. Match of the now day seems to be a favourite one as well, doesn't it? For ice yeah, cream that's a good one. Jingles. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I presume in South Bermondsey, it's all Roy Green, isn't it? Or Tahiti Millwall, maybe. I don't know. We need Never to find know. out from those that, that live around the den. What, what does the ice cream vans play around South East 16? Um, and what are they doing in September? That's the question. <laughs> Let's look back, though, at uh, the win at the... It's the, the People's Pension Stadium, home of Crawley Town. It finished Crawley 1, Millwall 3 in the League Cup. Uh, Scott Malone, Matt Smith and an own goal pushed Millwall through uh, to the second round. It was a 3-1 win at uh, at Crawley on Saturday. Malone scored in the 14th minute on his second debut for the Lions. That he volleyed home nicely from a Ryan Woods cross. 33 minutes in, it was 2-0 as Jake Cooper uh, headed Connor Mahoney's corner back across goal. And it was an own goal by Jordan Tunnicliffe. Not Ryan, Harry. Don't no. worry, not Ryan. Uh, he diverted <laughs> all over the line. Crawley got one back, but Millwall finished the job off on 59 minutes with uh, Matt Smith swooping to head uh, home Jed Wallace's cross. Satisfied, gents? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was um, obviously the main talking point initially was the failure of the uh, the, the video streaming service, which uh, gave me, in return of my tenor, which I've now been refunded, incidentally, listeners. You should be too if you paid £10 for that, for that uh, shambles. Um, but I mean, I actually got to see some action from about 20 something minutes onwards. So we were one nil up. I, I didn't see the Scott Malone goal until afterwards on, on social media, but that was a really well executed goal. And I, you know, that gave me a lot of hope for the season. I did get to see the Jake Cooper. I, I think it was a Jake Cooper goal, but accredited officially as an own goal for the, uh, for Tunnicliffe. Um, that was just a standard kind of corner in and, 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 the, and the kind of classic Jake Cooper uh, up high and headed it down powerfully and it went in the net. I, th- I think it was Jake's goal, personally. I know he claimed it, didn't he? Um, mm. There was there was a the, the thing that it was a, it was a routine workout performance in my opinion, but there was a, a brief wobble at the end of the first half where Crawley suddenly discovered some some energy and they started to go a little bit direct down our middle, you know, straight down the centre. 
and we looked a little bit um, bewildered by that. And, and um, the goal, actually, if, if memory serves, I haven't seen it since, was basically a lump down the middle with Murray Wallace getting into sixes and sevens and then the, the Crawley player put through on goal. Um, that was the only bit that really um, uh, bothered me. I mean, apart from that, I felt it was a fairly routine workout. We probably should have scored three or four you know, five goals possibly, but um, three ones at a fair reflection of the game. How did you see it, Ron? Did you, did you say the same? Yeah, pretty much. I think it's hard to read a lot into this, I know, the Carabao Cup anyway, but especially this one being before the season. I think they, they trialled it to be before the season a few years ago as well. I think Corley beat us then. But, you know, it's a pre-season friendly at the end of the day. Um, most, like, you look through the results, Cardiff losing to Northampton 3-0, Swansea losing to Newport 2-0, yeah. Norwich losing to Luton, Huddersfield yeah. lost, like so many championships team. Wigan lost, oh, Wigan really won now, but... Real pre-season um, style lost, results. You yeah. know, Agreed. Nottingham Forest lost, so even a lot of the, the top t- teams tipped to be at the top, a lot of teams there, um, you know, losing these games with weakened sides and, you know, Millwall got the job done, which is, that's a positive, you know, you'd rather win a game than lose a game. I think the things that stood out for me are things we've touched on. Murray Wallace playing at centre-back um, is, a, is only a positive for me. I think he's an impressive player when he plays in his position. You know, I, th- you know, I think people disagree with me, but I wasn't the biggest fan of him, of him as a wing-back. like him as a player, but not as a wing-back. Um, Scott Malone getting the goal, as I mentioned before, a really great run. The ball from um, Ryan Woods is absolutely phenomenal. Woods, I thought right I said on, Ryan Leonard, didn't I? Right onto his toe, genuinely, with that streak of ginger hair. You know, it, that could be Kevin Bruyne <laughs> whipping in that cross. But, yeah, like you say, a regulation win, one that you'd rather win than lose. You know, ease past Cheltenham in the next round, and okay, you've got a Premier League side, Burnley or Sheffield United, you know the two least fashionable sides probably in the Premier League playing one of the least fashionable sides in the Championship. I'm sure it'll be live on Sky. Um, but yeah, you know, regulation win that you'd rather, like I say, you'd rather win than lose. And I think one thing, Matt Smith getting a goal, we talked a lot about Troy Parrott and we all striking options. I think we can't write off Matt Smith yet. He may, you know, have those creaking limbs and be less mobile than sinking Titanic. But he... He will play a part this season. He will get a handful of goals. He will get important goals off the bench, even starting games occasionally, I imagine. He's not He's not done. And I think it will be a mistake to maybe write him off this early in the season. He's, he's just getting that comfortable header, reminding people that, that he's still there. Very interesting article about Matt Smith in my newly subscribed edition of the athletic listeners as you might have seen on twitter that i've subbed the uh, the athletic i want i want to sound like all these highly professional uh, journalist types that i work with on this on this on this podcast so i'm, I'm going to join the the uh, the sub for the uh, the athletic and there's a nice article about matt smith did you know he's got an mba in business studies yeah, I, I, I didn't. Did know you do that? that. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know. That. I didn't. Did, know did you know his name is Mathieu? Mathieu, Mathieu Smith, born in France. Yeah, it's Mathieu yeah. Smith. Yeah, I think and he, he was... got his he got his first transfer to a club while playing at university. I think yeah. he he had no real intentions of becoming a football player. Was playing for his uni team and I think playing for a non league team on the weekends as well. And you know, when you're six foot four, it's quite or oh, six foot seven, is he? It's quite easy to stand out, especially when you're running around against like the 18 and 19 year olds. But you know, he's he's a smart guy, and he's he's come a long way. Say come a long way, but he's worked up again. That little sort of story of someone who's worked up from non-league through the leagues. Obviously, he 
I think he grabbed everyone's attention when he absolutely just hammered Liverpool in the air playing for Oldham um, in, in the NFA Cup a few years ago. And, and you know, he, he's a smart guy with, a, with an interesting background. And, you know, like I say, plenty to come from him still, at least this year. Very intelligent bloke, NBA. Um, sees himself going into business, sports business, I would guess, finance and that kind of side of it after the game is up. So, um, very interesting article. Um, yeah, so I thought I, 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 I took a vow that I would mention my subscription to The Athletic on every show, boys. And work, I, Nick. I've worked it in. Nice one, nice one, nice one. Um, Jets, yeah, so Mill taking on Cheltenham Town in the second round of the League Cup. Let's be fair, no one had wanted to go to that. Nick, it's one. It would have been one of them nights. It would have been a, a dead zone, wouldn't it? Yeah, one, one for I follow again. I think. Um, yeah, more than interesting. Likely. The um, the the, the Carabao Cup now has the um, the dangle of of uh, a place in the Euro Conference League. I think that's that's the the reward if you win it this season. I don't think you go into the the Euro Conference League. Yeah, it's a new competition. The third like the tournament, third yeah. tournament, not the Europa League. That's going to be slimmed mm. down, right? Because it's a bit bloated, isn't it? The Europa League at the moment. And the place for the winner of the the League Cup, the FL Cup, the Caribou, will be a place in this new European UEFA Conference League, which is a kind of like a a third a third um, competition. It kind of harks back to the olden days of the Cup Winners' Cup in a way, but um, that's that's a long time ago since that 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 passed into you know rode off into the sunset. In fact, Manchester United were the last winners of it, 1992. Ninety-one Rotterdam, Rotterdam. We beat we Barcelona. Yeah, my dad was there. My 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 dad was there. Yeah. This is um, why people tune into our show for these nuggets of information. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, you won't be missing much. Millwall taking on Cheltenham Town. Uh, I've decided to bypass that one. I'm going to watch the O's on on Tuesday night instead. Late in okay. Orient. Okay. On Tuesday, looking forward to that. Um, yeah, looking. On and yeah, of course, Nick. You wanted to pick up on on James Garner very quickly. Uh, United midfielder had a couple of stints in the Europa League last season, um, but rumours find that Millwall are interested. According to the Football League World, I don't know how reliable a website that is, or whether it's you know some spotty teenager sat in his in his back room between games of Fortnite, <laughs> turning out made up um, made up rumours on, on on the net. I don't know, but how do you I, know about Fortnite? Oh mate, you should. I, I, I keep up with the. I'm, I hang with the kids, you know. I've got a nephew aged twelve. And <laughs> He's he got a subscription I've got. I subscribe to the Athletic listeners. Fair, fair. Oh, I don't. I mean. Uh, I, I hadn't heard of James Garner other than Jim Rockford, but, you know, um, I like this kind of talk. I like the fact that the rumours are being elevated about us, if, even if they're total fabrications. I like the fact that we're, we're going for a better class of rumour now, listeners, whereas once it would have been, um, you know, someone from, I don't know, you know, AFC Wimbledon, a Tom Elliott rumour. Now we're going to go for a James Garner rumour and they're nice. coming from Manchester United, not um, Macclesfield, you know, that's that kind of room we no, were in. Exactly. I think, you know, we're not loaning other championship teams. Play. Obviously, we've got Scott Malone, but that's a difference. We're not loaning other youngsters from teams in the same division. We're going, or even bottom rung Premier League sides. You know, Troy Parrott is arguably one of the most promising young strikers, you know, alongside probably Rian Brewster. And he's come to Millwall. That's such a big thing. So, yeah, to be linked with a Man United youngster who has appeared in the first team, he's not one of their hundreds of obscure young players like he's a, he's a good player I think from that article I've been reading Blackburn and Huddersfield are also interested in him but you know whether or not he'll go I think Man United are waiting to make a decision 
um, in a week or so. So, you know, like I said, I think we will need a creative midfielder. It's not a position we're going to play in every game. And especially with Thompson, I imagine he'll be playing there when we do. So to bring in a youngster who wants a bit of experience, wants a bit of game time, surely can only be a good thing. Indeed. Um, very quickly, Frank Fielding, a bit of a keeper crisis, it seems, is emerging. Yeah. But I've seen pictures of Fielding training again. Yeah, I wondered whether he still existed or if he disappeared into some kind of um, you know singularity of some sort. But he's still around. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, the, the story on the news that then speaks of a goalkeeping crisis. Ryan Sandford apparently is injured, so we may be using um, Joe Wright, 18-year-old Joe Wright, as a backup against Stoke. Um, as uh, Frank Fielding nears a return to the fold, according to news at then. I, I, you know, great if so. I would think Fielding as a as a um, as a backup goalkeeper to Bart would be a that's probably the ideal choice. I'm not sure I'd want to rely on Frank Fielding, but. Um, you know, as as the man on the bench, that's probably not bad bad outcome. But I'm just amazed and pleased that he's still around because um, we we feared the worst that, that you know in that long period of silence about his his well being over the past year. Oh, Ryan, our fantasy league is up. We are, you know what? Uh, just just <laughs> before everyone league. sort of just before everyone kicks off and and goes well. Milwaukee in the Premier League, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know what? We've been strongly just going, oh, we wish we there was a, an EFL Fantasy League. We really, really do. But there actually isn't. There is no Millwall Fantasy League or there's no EFL Fantasy League. So we have subscribed and we've got ourselves an acting Fantasy League um, going. Ryan, do you have the details? Are the details available yet? I do. For anyone who is, you know, up and running i think i think nick you know he's, he's a big fantasy player he's got the athletic subscription on one screen <laughs> checking the fantasy team you know later on you looking know. at his xg he's a big xg <laughs> man game of fortnight on the go he's, yeah he's on fortnight he's getting the fantasy up so so i think nick was really pushing for us to go for this we've got it our lead code listeners if you want to grab your pens that we'll put it out on twitter too but our lead code is zero two w z z g so we'll be putting that up on Twitter and um, I'm sure we'll get it out. And hopefully, you know, by that Saturday deadline, everyone will be running. I think, Aaron, I think I've seen a couple of championship fantasy leagues knocking about, but they're always a bit B grade. And, and, you know, one of the reasons we love the championship is that it is ridiculously unpredictable, which honestly makes fantasy football in the championship, I think, an impossible task. At least with the Premier League, you know, you can stick. Jamie Vardy and Aubameyang in it and you're going to knock up a few points, you know. I just want to give a shout out, Aaron, if I may, to um, an email we received from Stuart Bullen in Los Angeles in the USA um, saying great work for the podcast. Um, but he wanted to comment on our show, we, uh, last week's show about the season's transfer activity. Um, and uh, Stuart's opinion is that the um, the, the, the transfer activity of the summer has been very Millwall um, and I th- don't think that means that in a positive way um, yes we've got Troy we've got a double signing of Malone and Mason Bennett who knows how many games he'll actually be fit for he says but for me that's still a little bit disappointing considering we were reportedly bidding £2 million for more and then in the mix for low so Stuart thinks that we could and should be doing better on the transfer front as an injury or two, we could be struggling, which I think was a point that, that you made earlier on, mate. So thank you for, for Stuart for emailing us. We do like to get emails from all around the world, including the UK, mm-hmm. but that's, that's a great one from the USA. And I loved the fact that he would have replied on Twitter, but he's been permanently banned for calling a, a Reading fan a, a, a gimp and a C-U-N-T. <laughs> and they slung him right. off it. 
These are the details we live for, listeners. Thank you. This is the kind of minutia we enjoy. We really actually do enjoy it. So, so make sure, make sure you get on it because um, get on that fantasy league. Bloody hell, yeah, I'm all over that, boys. Yeah, Nick, you're all over that. What's your team name going to be? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I tend to forget that I'm on it, and I I have a team rather than suspended and injured. So. I'm predicting a, a, a lower league finish for me in the fantasy league, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, just, I'll have to come up with a name. I'll, I'll get weaving on that. I uh, imagine there's rules on not having obscene names, but anyone, if you do join our, our Achtung fantasy league, God help you if you do, um, we'll probably give a prize to the most imaginative and brutal Ian yeah, Holloway related name. I think that's within the rules pertaining uh, to the fantasy league owner, you know. Chamak my bitch up. Jesus You know, oh, I, I, I mean, some of these leagues I'm in, mine Burkamp is everyone's Burkamp. Bloody hell! If anyone's fancying that one, oh, I'd oh, rather dear. walk alone. Is is a regular one. The unbearables, uh, pull a sick as a dog. If we're talking about disappointments and disappointing things, we should probably talk about the Achtung Acker. Yeah, shouldn't we? On his arse after Gentlemen, week, after week <laughs> we, one. the actual we're gonna let's roll the jingle. The actual come back after that jingle, which I, I went to some trouble to make that jingle, listeners. You know, this my musical creativity came out. Um, we <clears throat> we each chose a, uh, a a winning team from the uh, the, the Caribou Cup first round, and um, unfortunately, none of them won. We all got slaughtered. Everyone got beaten. Every single result, as called by my group of uh, compadres here, was wrong, including myself. So can't yeah, sorry, so guys. Much. So we let you down. We we, we we all let ourselves down. A bit like Mason. What's his name? Not Mason Green, Greenwood. Yeah, Mason Greenwood. They yeah. let themselves yeah. down this in Iceland. The first round of the Carabao Cup. No one knows what's happening. <laughs> it's just setting our sights. You know, you'd rather get them all wrong than miss it by one. So I think no one know, realized it was on, Ryan. No one realized. Oh, Carabao, is it? Carabao Cup, is it? Exactly. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. So I think you know you can forgive us for that. You know, I think we've learned last in the last few years people have had enough of experts. So it's time for us amateurs to have a go. Uh, so, <laughs> so the Axton Acker came to a grinding. Um, he walked into a wall last week, but we're going to do it again, listeners. We are up for another Axton Acker. <laughs> Saturday's fixtures. Harry's gone for a Norwich win. I can't remember who they're playing. Um, Norwich, I've got Huddersfield away. Huddersfield so Har- away. Harry's going for an away win away for win. Norwich City. Ryan, you've gone for Wickham, Wickham Wanderers. Um, yeah, I'm backing them. I think they're home to Rotherham. Wickham in. I think uh, I think they were decent in their Carabao Cup game, and you know their first home game in the Championship. I think they'll win this one, then lose all the rest. Aaron is to be announced. We don't know your choice yet, Aaron. Uh, I am going for uh, Bristol City to beat Coventry City. Ooh, Mike, Mike, Hayden, Mike Hayden's already got that one, mate. I'm afraid. Uh, all right, fine. I'll. Anyone gone for Millwall to beat Stoke? No, strangely. <laughs> Weirdly. Uh, I will go. I'll go for Millwall to beat Stoke. Yeah, why not? Okay, Aaron's gone for the Lions. Stoke is shit. Michael Avery's gone for Nottingham Forest. Who are they playing, boys? Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest are oh, away at Queen's Park Rangers. Who are you back to beat them? Um, Mike Hayden already said he's gone for Bristol City, which I think is a home, home win. Yeah, home to Coventry. And finally, 
purely on the principle that I've never, ever, every time I've ever backed Mill to do anything, they always do the opposite to what you think they're going to do. Um, if you back them to win, they'll lose. If you back them to lose, they'll win. Um, so I've learned over a bitter long life never to get involved in betting with Mill. I've gone for Bournemouth. I think they are at home, Bournemouth, AFC Bournemouth. Yeah, they're at home to Blackburn Rovers. I'll tell you an interesting one about them two. Bournemouth and Blackburn have both let go of nine players and between them have signed one. Lovely. Well, that may, that may be the weak link, but if it's a fiver, it's going to be a fiver accumulator, dear listeners. So six way acker. The winnings will go to charity. Last week's winnings was zero pounds, so charity's benefited by precisely nothing last week. We'll Sorry, see how the acker goes this week. It's, um, let's hope for better. Let's hope for better. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, don't forget the Premier League, uh, Fantasy Premier League League. We'd like to see you in there. We'd like to take the piss a bit every week as well. I think we, we were a bit late last season in in terms of um, in terms of sorting one out. But uh, I think is it Harry who set one up? Harry, is Harry, Harry is mad king Harry, for this. Harry has set one up. Uh, he is known as Bielsa Bucket Man. Uh, <laughs> Michael Hayden is row at your, row at your boat FC. Ryan Loftus, XG unit, and I am the Big Bear Brownie Company. That's me. Uh, for all your chocolate brownies, give me a shout. Elsewhere, um, <laughs> <laughs> gents. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, um, any other business? I need to mention oh. the Millwall, Yachtung Mill yearbook, which is available right now on oh. the millwallsupportersclub.co.uk website. Millwall Supporters Club. .co.uk, that's all one word. It's £12.13 with postage and packing. It will benefit... Um, the, How much are uh, the, signed editions, Nick? Well, um, I can I can do signed editions if people want that. Um, you, you you name your price, you know. I'm, I'm, With I'm, a personal uh, message and pen, like a little a little photo, you know, black and white Pen for photo. hire, pen for hire. Benefits, Demelza, Evelina, and the Mill Community Trust food mm. delivery. So good causes. 128... Cool. Pages packed with the best quality writing you can imagine, listeners. Get on it. Get your Christmas millsupportersclub.co.uk. Thirteen pound, including mm. the PMP. That's my news. Get your Christmas gifts in early. This is Absolutely. perfect for you, for your dad, your mum, your nan, your granddad. It's better than the shit you could buy in the club shop. Sorry, Mel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, oh, yeah, this it's it's, it's a good gift. It's, it's they have got the away kit in the club shop. Well, maybe not just yet. I think in a couple of months they'll have it in the club shop. So, you know, it's, it's a close second. Fair play. Fair play. Don't worry, I've been battling other club shops at the moment because Wimbledon's new home kit is completely sold out. They've literally got no sizes left. I think there's any smalls left. And anyone who's met me will know I'm, I'm not a small, you know. So, um, <laughs> yeah, don't worry. It's the club shop, club shop issues going on at the moment. But get your hands on the Millwall yearbook. It's a great Christmas present. I know we're only a couple of months away, but you can pug it away keep it in the boot in its envelope and if you want Nick Hart to sign it he will sign it pictures are extra proper Polaroids are extra you'll get a nice little photo shot of him you know in the kitchen or doing something or pointing or, you know poses are extra you can, you can you can get the standard pose at a standard price or you can get a pose done like you know just like you know different you choose what he's up to you know whatever you fancy Nick are you offering the um the, the more sort of um I'm not going to say erotic, but sort of softcore kind of angles, you know? In, in, instant nudes. So, so only fans, only fans. Yeah. <laughs> he, is a, he is a young man at heart. Four you know, fans, you know what? We have bastardised the 59-year-old man. Yeah. We have completely bastardised him. We've done it. There we so are. Nick, if, 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 if you're off the pulse. <laughs> 
<laughs> if, if you're doing any of that, you know, uh, we, we'll have them as well. Uh, let's have your predictions, chat. Just a 3 p.m. kickoff at an empty den. Back to South London for the Lions. Mill taking on Stoke City. Nick Hart, let's have your predo. I'm going to back us to win. I think we're going to come good. We look good in Crawley, and I think we'll continue on. I'm going to go for Mill 2, Stoke City 1. A Mill will win, basically. I am going to go for a carbon copy of Gary Rowett's first game in charge. 2-0 to Millwall. I'm going Millwall 3, Stoke City 0. I wow, think lovely. Stoke okay. are quite poor. I think I, I've watched them already. They, they don't look great. Not at all. Uh, but yeah, ladies and gents, thanks for joining us once again. Don't forget your Lionesses podcast. Don't forget our Premier League, our Fantasy Premier League League. I'm trying to find the code now. Ryan, do you have the code, Dan? Before I look like a complete plum. No, I've got the code here. It's 02WZZG. 02. What's W for? What's, what's W phonetics in W? I always think of like a swear word. Whiskey, Zampa Zampa, Gary Rowley. Harry Harry will stick a link on on the the Twitter, I'm sure. Well, I hope you will. None of that means a single thing to me, listeners. I'm I'm sure you're excited as well, pal. You know, we'll have to talk you through it. Over the moon, mate. Over the moon. Shitting rainbows is is, is exactly (laughs) how I describe it right now. Um, Until next week, though, thanks for joining us. Bye for now. For listening to Aston Mural. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. However, it's Aston Mural. Till next time. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.